Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up. Very nice, Justin. Thank that, you so much. That was a good one. That's been like that's like the best one in a quarantine, probably. We should see. Um, I, you know, I've been thinking of things that like we could do. Maybe just an episode of, with me and you or something. And uh, what if we ranked all of your holdups? You know, we went back to the 120 some odd episodes and we listened to each and every individual holdup and we said which one was the best. How shitty would that be? <laughs> Listen, um, I'd be all about making that ranker list. I'm, oh, I am nice. 100% Perfect. on board. And we that's we'll just play the priority game. You know, you just, yeah, we're going to upvote that one, going to downvote that one. You just, it'll figure itself Love it. out. No, I love it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Justin, once again for letting us hear you yell the name of the show at the beginning. You know, a true tradition that um, only comes through in the best of times. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I'm John Stenning. Justin Adam K. We are here with return guest Mike Holmes. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thank you for talking to me. Oh, well, I know, you're Mike, you're, uh, you're in hiding. It would seem in the bunker. Yes, the uh, Yeti nest, the Sasquatch tower, or the Bigfoot bungal- bungalow. Oh, I like Bigfoot's nice. bungalow. Yeah, yeah, I like Bigfoot bungalow too. Yeah, um, Mike, you were on uh, for an episode where we talked about uh, Mighty Max, right, and Fifth yeah. Avenue candy bars. Yeah. Um, Fifth Avenue candy bars. I haven't had any since the last time. I wish I had. How about you, Mike? Have you had one since? I have then? not. That was the first one I'd had in many years, and it has been however long it has been since I have. Not something Are I see. You, not something you see, right? Are you yeah. normally a candy buy, uh, candy bar buyer? Um, I've been known to buy a bar. A bar or two? A bar or two of candy? <laughs> Justin, what's your, go, to... what's your go-to candy bar? Oh, where have you been going? Oh, what is this? He's the, wait, I thought there were only Oreos in this drawer. I got a secret yeah. Twix going wow. on. Twix Dark. Dark chocolate Twix. I really wow. wish they made dark chocolate peanut butter Twix. That would be true. And they might make it, but the 7-Eleven up the street don't have it. So. I don't like dark chocolate. Sorry. Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast. I made dark chocolate peanut butter cups. They're in the freezer right now. Wow. Ooh, that sounds amazing. You made them today? No, I made them last week. All right, talk us through it. How long did it take? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe. Not, it doesn't oh, take nice. long at all. Yeah. I cheat. Like you, I don't make the oh. chocolate. I melt down dark chocolate bar. So I get yeah, like you don't eight, make eight. the chocolate. Yeah. Who so makes what do you, And then you just like take a ball of peanut butter and melt it over it? So you melt a bar, and then you put it in a muffin, or I put it in a muffin, like a silicon muffin pan. Um, yep. And then I let that freeze, like bottom layers. Cool. And then you pull it out of the freezer after like 10 minutes, and then you put a scoop of peanut butter in each one on top yeah. of the frozen dark chocolate and then melt chocolate over that and then put it back in the freezer. And then so they have it goes to over the, the sides. I believe Jocelyn has done this before. But that sounds really good. Nice. Yes, I like it a lot. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes, that's not bad prep time. And how many How many did you make? Nine. I had like a 12, nice. 12 muffin thing and I managed yep. to do nine. That yeah, it feels like you get a lot more for your buck out of like the homemade way that you're doing it. Like as a, you're getting muffin sized. You get no, I did. That would be too many. That would take like uh, you know I don't use the whole tray. They're only like that thick. Oh, gotcha. so you, you, if you had enough chocolate, you could fill it. That yeah, you go crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's but it would take it would take so many 
You would need like a dozen bars probably to be able. That to wouldn't pick. be a peanut butter cup. That would be like a peanut butter like ounce or something. You know, like what yeah. is the um, what is the one to one ratio cup to? I don't know. I'm thinking uh, food measurements. Sue me. Um, uh, the uh, other the other thing I was just gonna add to dark chocolate in the conversation is guess what they sell now? I got at the store. Um, what a weird jump. Hershey syrup, dark chocolate version. So I'm making oh. dark chocolate milk. Oh, wow! Yeah, big fan. Honestly, surprised that that hasn't happened. Yeah, I think no. maybe I'm supposed to use it for you know ice cream, but uh, who cares? Do yeah, it, do you, baby? Yeah. Is it just like not sweet? How like how does that work? I don't even. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. It's like not yeah. as sweet, I guess. Uh, it's but it's. I honestly feel like I'm drinking a milkshake, like without the ice cream. Like it, I don't know. I don't oh. know because I don't know why. But it, it's just, it's good. It hits the spot. So, uh, sp- speaking of milkshakes, for whatever reason, I uh, not for whatever reason, but I recently rode my bike by Newport Creamery and was reminded of an awful, awful, which is something I forgot about. Like now, Mike, you live in New Hampshire, but you hail from. A little neighborhood that I live in, actually. Oddly enough, Mike grew up in the... Mike, did you grow up in this neighborhood? Yeah, I was uh, born, like, right from the hospital. I was in that house. Yeah, so that's very interesting. The neighborhood that I happen to live in now, Mike grew up in. Um, uh, now, are, were you familiar with Newport Creamery, Mike? Yeah, 100%. I would Do you like awful, awful? awful? Do you like awful awfuls? Yeah. yeah I, as far as I know, it's been a long time. Oh, Justin, have what have you had one recently? Yeah, I had one last summer because uh, it was like the Man. deal. It was like if you yeah it's Mondays like buy, buy one, one get, get one. one. Yeah, so we got four. I gotta go. Fuck, it's yeah, Tuesday. It was, it was good. Now, I where I, is it that's still open down there? They're all open. there's one in Wickford. Okay. Yeah, so not too far. Um, what now is getting really granular? But what is South it? County for the folks that don't know and my own self. I know awful, awful Newport Creamery. It's basically a milkshake. Is that all it is? Like, what is it? Why is it got its own name different than? I think you could buy a milkshake at Newport Creamery too, and it's yeah. I also think you can get a frap and or a cabinet at Newport Creamery. You Jesus know what Christ. I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we don't know the difference. <laughs> Maybe yeah, talk about granular. I... Yeah. Yeah. How... Well, wait, yeah. Yeah. Well, gra- yeah. I guess that is granular, but gra- not in a sense of like like the you know the town that we live in, which is. Okay, whatever, Mike. You know what? Listen, um, if any no, if I want. Yeah, I do. I want to know what. I want to know what. How you make a cabinet and an awful awful at the same machine, or is it a different machine? Is one like hand crank? This is so, where we need you, the viewer. Give us a call. Tell us about it. Tell us what we don't know, and we want to know about it. Okay. Um, Unlike Newport Creamery Awful Awfuls, cabinets are traditional milkshakes made with ice cream, syrup, and milk that's blended to thick, creamy perfection. Um, Are you reading this off their propaganda site here? So, yeah, right off their propaganda site, actually. They're backed by uh, the police. Um, uh, The difference between milkshake and a frap, and how about a cabinet? Okay, these are, yeah, I guess you're right. This needs more research needs to be done because I am not, um, I don't have enough, like, screen size to do the amount, right amount of Yeah, it's just right not now. clear. It's yeah. a syrup. It's some syrup. Some is, uh, like, yeah, ice cream. Some is just syrup and milk and ice. 
Some yeah. is ice cream. It's all yeah. those differences. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to do research, and Justin will do a an awful, awful an Oreo episode. How about that? That sounds delightful. Are there, where is, is there a Newport Creamery anywhere near you in the Boston area? No. Nope. Nope. I'll just make my own uh, milkshake. I'll go to JP Licks. They have quite the thick milkshake. Oh, man, that sounds like some fucking $12 milkshake. It is. I, I mean, yeah. it's fucking $8. <laughs> Remember in Pulp Fiction, they were talking about a $5 milkshake, and he was freaking out because it was $5. Milkshake. Yeah, Dude, milkshakes are a shit ton of money because, like, I think anywhere you go, they're, they're overly expensive. I not, agree. They're not necessarily overly expensive when you compare ice cream prices because ice cream in general, I think, is overpriced. I'll put that okay. out there. But, like, when you oh, get a milkshake. Wow. bold statement. Look out. <laughs> when you buy a milkshake, I mean, you're getting, like, nine scoops of ice cream into that cup more, like, more than. And then you, you drink that whole cup plus all the other bullshit they put in it. Whereas, otherwise, you're, like, not that hungry. I'm not that hungry. I'm going to get a shake instead of a freaking small, which has, like, four scoops in it. So, it's, like, you're getting so much more ice cream in that shake. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah. So, I get why it's more money. Okay. Oh, well, I, who are you? Do you work for Big Ice Cream, Big Milkshake? Huh? Is this milkshake propaganda you're telling me? You're upset with me about Newport Creamery. They're a small business that could probably use the help right now, Justin. Um, listen, they're advertising dine-in, and I don't think that just because they can doesn't oh. mean they should. That's my. I to- I could not agree with you more. Thank you. I'm sorry. I apologize. I take back my stance. I'm not going to get an awful awful now if they're doing dine-in. That's not safe. It's not safe. I mean, you can go to the window. Most places have the window, but you know, I just don't understand what the the uh, whatever why they had to open. Like All right, that. I was trying to agree with you. Don't get on it back before I. No, I, I, no. I now I'm flipped. Now I'm flipped. Get off me. Listen, I want you to make your own choice. I want to provide you all the data, and you can make your own choices. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for providing me with all of the data, robotic person. Um, Mike, this is about you, not me and Justin. So I mean, um, I can see how lactose intolerance starts. That's for sure. <laughs> I honestly, I think milkshakes in the last three years have like I can't really drink them um, that much anymore because I get pretty sick. Yeah, I, I think, do not eat a lot of ice cream myself. Sorry, Mike. What were you gonna say? I think I have to. It's bad news, but I think yeah. I'm I'm having gastrointestinal responses to dairy that I did not have a year ago. Oh no, that sucks, dude. Getting old. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta I'm re- stop getting old soon. Okay. Oh, I mean, a little dark. What? Yeah, a little dark. dark. So we we're in fucking lockdown. The country's burning. I'm gonna get a little dark for comedic purposes. Get off my back. Is that the second time I told you to get off my back today? It might be. Yeah. I have no idea. We've been on the call for 12 yeah. minutes. Yeah, perfect. Quick, <gasps> oh, um, get off my back. There's a guy with a back. lot of skeletons in his cabinet. Yeah. What? Don't. Yeah. Don't look over here. Ooh. Speaking of skeletons, look out. Um. All right. So, Mike. Yeah. Um, we you picked a couple new things for us to watch, right? We talked about Mighty Max and Fifth Avenue Bars for last time. Uh, yeah, today. this was tough. I had difficulty. As and you know. so, how did you wind up with what you picked? So, tell us if you don't mind. Tell us what you picked, and tell us how you came upon like you know this as your decision. So the the visual medium that I wanted to explore again and see if it did in fact hold up since the last time that I had experienced it is a cartoon by the name of Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. And um, I think there's like a tagline at the end of that. And the Toad Wars. And the Toad Wars. Um, 
So that was easy. That just popped into the head, into the head like uh, nostalgia bomb. Loved it. Um, but the snack, I was trying to remember something that I had a connection to growing up, um, mm-hmm. kind of like I did last time, that maybe was more difficult to get. So I didn't, thought process I had is like, what haven't I encountered that I want to go back and check and see if it does hold up? Um, and everything I looked for was either like, going to take too long to get here or you know you had to buy a hundred of something which if yeah. you don't know if you like it or if you remember it as well yeah. as you think find like a hundred whistle pops or something like yeah. those things that you found Just, yeah um so after talking to you i decided to test something that i've had very recently um and so rather than see if it holds up i want to show that it hasn't let me down Hell yeah. I like right. that. That's that's great. I like that's, that. That's and you're talking about the snack there, right? Doritos, baby. Doritos. The yeah, one, the right. only, the the ruination of many a uh, uh, an American. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited to try them and talk try I don't know why I say try them. I've had them a million times. But to talk about them. Um but I'm also like I think I'm I might be more excited to talk about Bucky O'Hare because it isn't something that I n- know much about, right? And so you said it was, a, like, a pretty easy thing for you to, like, to think of what you wanted to do, right? After Mighty Max the first time, which was, like, you know, a cartoon um, that had a little bit of a toy line behind it. Uh, we talked about that a lot, right? Not a little bit of a toy line, a pretty big toy line. Um, that compares in a lot of ways to Bucky O'Hare. Um, what... What picture does does Bucky O'Hare paint for you when you when you think about it? You know, like when were you watching it? How did you come upon it? So, what is your story? You're holding hands with Bucky O'Hare, Mike, and what is your story of you? The tale of your relationship with Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars, to be specific. Yeah, my uh, memory is still not great, so I can't paint too pretty of a picture. I do oh, remember it was like early 90s, right? Yep. So yep. I'd be in school all day, and then, you know, you'd be fired up to get home from school and be done and be out of there and watch the cartoons. Yeah. Um, so I would have been like 11 or 12 when I first saw it. It would have just been on the regular after-school cartoon lineup. Um, I do remember getting into it a lot because it was set in space. Um, you know, so a big Star Wars fan back in the day, so having, like, an adventure crew um, with a space pirate as one of the characters, I think. Yeah. Uh, and anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. Like space animals, which are a couple things that I really dug about it. Um, also, big Ninja Turtles fan growing up, so having an alternative amphibious force in the uh, the toads that they battled, yeah. the titular the evil toads. toads. Yes. Which, um, going back and watching now, uh, I found pretty interesting because there's a lot of stuff that I definitely wouldn't have picked up on when I was a kid, but yeah. kind of sparked something watching it now. How the uh, the bad guys in this that are the Toads are like colonists essentially, yes, and they're consumerists, and yeah. that's you know the 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 occupying force that this band of heroes is trying to fight against. Which, you know, watching in 2020 is like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, it, it was very, very interesting to watch in our current times, I thought. Yeah. It was wild, like the uh, the sort of, the parallels. Um, so Yeah, Bucky, o- sorry, no, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just gonna ask, um, Mike, could you could you give like a quick a quick synopsis of like Bucky O'Hare's anthropomorphic rabbit? Yeah, so it's this it's this rabbit dude, and he's part of a coalition of like united planets that are he's fighting set, against sentient the protoplasm against colonial encroachment space. Space. So um, they're fighting the. Uh, the toads, which are, you know, they're like colonizing all the planets and they want to, because um, by virtue of this creation that they've made to help make their lives easier, like they developed AI essentially, which is what, you know, we're working on actively right now. Not us, the three of us, but, you know, you may. Some of us may be by ourselves. Oh, right, fair enough. I don't want to step Come overstep on, anybody. Keep, keep it on the law. Yeah. Um, People out there are developing artificial. Could be anybody uh, developing artificial intelligence and this technology, which allows day to day life to be easier for the privileged few that get to experience it. Um, ends up having this unforeseen negative consequence when this thing gets so smart that it takes over, and then you become a tool of the thing that you created as a tool, and that's what these toads are like experiencing. So yeah. they develop this computer system. The computer system took over and it's just like selling itself to the people and forcing them to be workers and keep developing and creating. Um, And that's pretty much their entire civilization has come to that in order to expand the control of the artificial intelligence. And then so this world of non-toads or like a, a group of them banded together to try and fight back and to try and keep their autonomy to whatever level they can. So that's like the cute little rabbits and the monkeys and dogs and, you know, birds and every other species, I think, besides toads are fighting yeah. off against the encroachment of the uh, uh, toaders. The toad, the toad empire. Yeah. And toad complex. Empire. So a little subversive, I think, for the yeah. time. Make that the bad guy as explicit, you know, especially in the early 90s when the boom of the malls. We're creeping across the country. Um, you know, those like consumerist kind of meccas. Yeah. And they're trying to get the average person to go. And it's that was neat getting to see that, that. Oh, they snuck that in there. And especially like the delivery of a toy line. At, like most cartoons at that time. It's like just yeah, a, a big commercial line. trying based to sell on a me. Comic. Yeah. Based on a comic. Did you ever read that, Mike? Or have the toys? I would have gone back probably after watching the show and picked up an issue here or there. Um, But it was definitely the cartoon, and I did have some of the toys for sure. Yeah, the comic book was from the mid-'80s. It was published by Continuity Comics. And then, yeah, there was also some video games that were made right uh, right around the same time that the show came out. The show, there were only 13 episodes. I hate to say only, like not that it wasn't an accomplishment. And it was a fun show to watch. Um Originally, like, first-run syndication, you know, and it was uh, 1991 was the original release in the United States. And I can't say for sure, but my kind of yeah, guess this, would be um, it was written, like, the Ninja Turtles got popular, so they were kind of pushing, like, animals that fought. Sure. Yep. Just like Biker Mice from Mars, Street Sharks, um, a lot of that same sort of stuff going on there. Yeah. This, this seemed like... I guess I haven't seen some of those shows in a long time, like Biker Mice. I haven't seen in a long time, but like this was better yeah. than Street Sharks. Um, it was better than Street Sharks. 
I don't know that it's at, it's not better than Ninja Turtles, but also kind of like pretty different storyline to be honest. Like I I thought the show great premise, great setup, nice um, threads running through it. wasn't real wasn't like necessarily simple. You know, it had um, it had some good through lines, and we watched like the first episode. Well, the first thing was like a two parter uh, episode, um, right? Uh, it was one episode, minute? but you two. It was one episode. We just watched it in two parts. Ten minutes. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like you got this, you got this rabbit who's like a freedom fighter or not even, it's just like that they are, there's like a, like space command or whatever the hell the fleet is called yeah. from Star Trek. Right. Um, yeah. I, you know, the United Nations of space, I, I don't know, whatever they're like, all these animals are a part of it. They're like working in a, you know, larger world government or pl- interplanetary government. Um, and the toads are like, fuck it. You know, we're going to take over everything. Um, and like. People seemingly don't believe that the toads are a threat because they need to get more evidence that an entire planet was enslaved in order to like, you know, go get more resources to like fight the toad, the toads, and then at some point, um, planet Earth, the Earth universe is like there's like oh, a yeah. crossover I for- totally element. Forgot totally forgot about this. Like there's a whole other storyline of like a kid, like a you know twelve year old yeah. from San Diego, uh, Francisco, and um. He like flips a switch and like they have intercross dimension. Uh, you know they're hanging out now and like, uh, because one of the the bunny the rabbit crew died. He's a hare. Okay, he's a they're hair. hair. It's a hairs. Hair. Yeah, um, it it was I kind of been all over the place. I thought it just like it really <laughs> set up a great premise. I I I'm really bummed to learn that it's only thirteen episodes because I'm gonna guess it did not really finish what it set out to do. From a story oh. perspective, I think there's probably this could be a really cool revival. I think it could do really well, to be honest. I agree. It's super so. interesting. The world is cool. Yeah, it's like a yeah. really cool, yeah. big uh, furry community present. So that's <laughs> the first note that I have is love this sexy frog at the beginning, and then the second note I have is whoa this sexy rabbit. Now let me she's tell a cat. you, she's a cat. She's a who is really? Uh, Jenny. Jenny. Oh, she has a cat. Interesting. She's from the planet Aldebaran. She's from the planet Aldebaran, just like Alderaan, but with a bot in the middle. Okay. Just switch yeah. it around so it doesn't look like you copied. Very right. interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So a lot of people might talk about you know your Lola bunnies or your sort of Sonic the Hedgehog characters or your Robin Hood from the Disney animated movie when it comes to certain like awakenings. But let me tell you, the characters in this show. And, like, especially there's, like, you know, Mike, you mentioned, like, the sort of knocks on consumerism and all that stuff. They they show the Toad sort of warriors watching these ads a few times in this episode. And they're always, like, they're like those Carl's Jr. ads where, like, the hot babes are, like, eating exactly. uh, burgers. And, like, it's just, like, She's rubbing really toad, and, like, sexy. Toad loaf. Yeah. And it, yeah, toad what you want is, is more warts. You don't want less warts. warts. You wanted wa- yeah. to add the warts. That it's was funny. so good. Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, so, even the lower yeah. level guys were watching it at the beginning. This is the first introduction yes. to the commercial, and you could see yeah. how like sex sells in that universe, 100. percent And then a little bit further on, you see the actual commander of the ship, also yes. just entranced by this. And that to right. me it was like a peek at the consumerist, and like also probably a commentary on us at the time of how oh, of like course. just you know this this machine is perpetuating itself. And I thought it was interesting because it looked like there was a, a lady director and a lady writer on this project. 
Yeah, I be, yeah. So it was developed by Roger uh, Slifer, who's like a comic book writer, screenwriter, big producer, worked for DC a lot. But yeah, directed by Karen Peterson. Uh, she did work on uh, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, but we don't have to go there. Um, but also, she was a supervising director on the cartoon, cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which is like that drug special cartoon uh, like coalition thing that happened in the... 90s, late 80s, early 90s, Dan- Nancy Reagan definitely was all about it. And it was like all these cartoons, like the Ninja, Ninja Turtles meeting up with uh, the Care Bears Bugs and, and like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, and like just all talking about how like it was a, it was like an afternoon special about how drugs are bad. There's yeah, a bunch absolutely. of voice actors getting community service hours. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. The idea that the Ninja Turtles weren't stoned is like mind boggling to me. They're teens. They shouldn't be getting high. That's right. Um. Yeah, this well, was this, this was a cool show, and it was very Mighty Max style. Like it was right Unless in line. Nine, Nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. I guess. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, I just, I really, um, I really liked the show. I thought, um, kind of dark. Drop in like they killed the one of the what appeared to be a main yeah. character. They just killed him right off. Oh, he yeah. went out yep. the the photon blast, so he's gone. Although it looks like his brother might show up to like be the save. It's like. That episode, but, that time in Scrubs where they killed Nurse uh, Roberts and then they brought back her sister and called her Laverne again because her original character was Laverne. Okay. So I love that. Uh, That's a trope right there. That's such a good trope that goes, it spans from Bucky O'Hare all the yeah. way to Scrubs. Uh, Justin's new favorite show and Justin's old longtime friend favorite show, Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Scrubs, but you might think that it was. You might think uh, Fake Doctor's Real Friends. I like to think that no. sometimes do we're not, like... The, do we're not like plug a... their podcast. You're going to plug their podcast? <laughs> listen. Oh, listen, my we're, God. We, those we, guys. We have, better, we have better banter than them. Okay. All right. I'm not going there. That's <laughs> absolutely insane. You're absolutely insane. Okay. Whatever. That's a. It's it's such a crazy thing to say. Um. Um. Mike, do you remember the last time you watched Bucky O'Hare before this? No. Couldn't tell no, you. you don't. Very very okay. very young. And do you watch like uh? Car- do you find yourself watching any older cartoons from your youth uh, regularly? I watched some of the GI Joes when Hasbro put those up. Yep. Um, they put like a season or two on their YouTube when they this did. all There's started. There's a bunch on YouTube right now. Yeah. Um, I watched a few of those. Uh, you know, like few and far between. Um, there's so much new stuff coming out. Um, sure. I sure. just watched, and I see. I still like animation. I still look for something that you know I'd resonate with me or I'm attracted to. Um, it just seems to get rarer and rarer as I get older. But I just watched the um, I think it's called Over the Garden Wall. And okay. I watched him on Hulu, and Elijah Wood uh, voices the main character. Um, yep. uh, Tim Curry, I think, is in it. It, it oh. came out a few a few years back. Really good. Also very dark. Um, a lot of good characters and stuff. Uh, but I can't. Yeah, like, I don't if something like new this animation often enough. Sorry to interrupt you. But. It just happens, you know. That's a, but sure. Like, like, I want to say, yeah, because I'll think of cartoons that I used to watch, but it doesn't come up often that I'll, like, search them out and right. check it out. Because it's rare, if ever, that something will really hold up today's standard. You know, yep. whether or not it tickles my uh, nostalgia button. 
yeah, this this was interesting because like it was a super interesting story. I liked some of the choices they made in this twenty minute show. Like you know, yeah. uh, it seemed like a pretty heavy like story, but at the same time, a little slow. Like kind of like, and yeah. what in some ways it moved quick, and other ways it was like very slow. To, like it was such a ninety one looking show. I, it was weird to. Um, it, it was kind of an interesting dichotomous thing that was happening while I was watching it. Um, but it, speaking of the other cartoons that, you know, kind of like spark you. So what played after this was Samurai Pizza Cats, like episode one. And yeah. I, do you remember that show? A, li- a little bit. I never really got into it. Um, I, I just remember loving it. I have no idea what that show was. I like, I think there were yeah. cats, obviously Samurai Pizza Cats. Um, probably Ninja Turtles ripoff, but like maybe more anime esque. I honestly, I don't know, but it, I saw that it was there and I was like, oh yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats. So anyway, one question I had for you, Mike, I was watching this show and I was like, I'm pretty sure I played this computer game. And then I was looking up the Bucky O'Hare computer game and it was Battle definitely Toads? not, uh, what is it? Are you thinking Battletoads? Yeah, I was not thinking Battletoads. Battle no, I was thinking, so it turns out I was thinking Jazz Jackrabbit. Have you ever oh. played that? The name sounds familiar, but I'd have to look it up. I'd have to see it to say for sure. He is a green jackrabbit with a red bandana instead of a red coat, like with a turtle enemy instead of a toad enemy. It, it's like... Came out in 1994. Yeah, it's a little bit like, uh, I'm wow. pretty sure this just ripped this right off. What system was it? PC. Yeah, PC. MS, Microsoft. Yes, I, yes, I did play that. Um, Sort of funny, like, how, like I, I was like, oh, this is game, like yeah. that, this is like where that game came from. And only yeah, because to find Bucky out. O'Hare was NES and arcade only. It wasn't, yeah, so, the video game, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it is, the characters are like pretty damn close. Yeah, Green Rabbit. Pretty close. Uh, anyway, what if we sent Bugs Bunny to war and exactly. made him green? And then Biker Mice from Mars look just like this too, because they're just like, I mean, I guess it's a fine line. It's an anthropomorphic, you know, thing with two legs walking around with big ears. Um, Mike, what what did you think? Did you did you do you think Bucky O'Hare holds up? I mean, I think I agree that it is ripe for a reimagine. Yeah, I, I would. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. I was looking at the property list because they were like the company, one of the producers, like so, it was partnered with like Marvel Distribution. I think it said. Yeah, Marvel Distribution. No, Hasbro Distribution and Marvel Productions. Marvel Production. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the only ones under the Hasbro Distribution. That like wasn't a currently active property or wasn't sure, like Claster Television under that. Yes, thing? it looked like so. Yes. Like oh, this is this would make sense for this to the, be the next thing that they roll the dice on for an income. Like yeah. it seems like an untapped property. I don't know what the rights end up being with those two guys. You know, to, I know there's a lot more involved in it, but it seems like a no brainer yeah, for but... an easy IP to dip back in and yeah, especially in a day where series. Stuff... That's happening all the time, right? You're paying a creator, a guy who, you know, someone who created a comic book who turned it into a TV show or whatever, you know? And uh, I would love, I want to see, 
I mean, I want to say I don't. I want to see it like live action. E, you know, like I want to see that would be cool, like CG. Buckyo, yeah, like CG uh, Valerian in a City of a Thousand Planets, a movie that you and I, Mike, have probably talked about twenty times. Not a great movie by any means, but man, it's just beautiful and it's like so wild. The cool world, cool gadgets, and that's what I want to see. I want to see cool gadgets and Bucky O'Hare. And you Um, could go dark, a little darker, because it is um, animals. Um, I liked how their crew member, like a core member of the crew, just gone. And then they're like, when all this is over, we're going to find him. But hey, aliens, do you want to join our core crew? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you imagine there's a horrible accident, and then the guy that, like, ran over your buddy... You were just like, yeah. well, since you're here, you want to join the team? Yeah. We and have, they, we got to fight these toads. They um, destroy the kid's way back home. I was reading that in the comic books, he always has his, like, into, he can cross he can dimensions whenever he wants. Yeah, um, I, saw, I read that, too. But, like, in this, like, yeah, you're stuck here now. And can we right. just talk about how um, those San Franciscan parents, you know, Having that kid did not take the spirit out of them being political activists. Like, someone said that the kid is irrelevant. Oh, unbelievable. I thought that was so funny. Okay, we're going to a rally. Bye. Yeah. That's what they told them. But also, it's timely. That shit is It was timely, yeah. Yeah, I I loved how those parents, like, just, I, it was like they were in favor of the right things. Like, oh, you don't want your tofu or your vegan stuff? Like, but at the same time, like, just still seemed like horrible uh, yeah. parents, which yeah. was it's very, oh, very, very right. interesting. And it feels very, very, yeah, very current. And, yeah. that, you know, guess, like, yeah, you're, you, you can, can be have waving the, right the f- yeah, waving the flag for the best things and the best future yep. when at home your kid is neglected. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, making up a fake even... universe with a green yeah. bunny, green hair. Or he it... goes missing and you don't even necessarily know that he's missing because yeah. you're out protesting yeah. all. Yeah, like very, right. very interesting. Yeah, and you don't know where you fall, and like, what's worse is like, which side are you supposed to be on the the people fighting for liberty, or are you on the toad side where everything's getting kind of eaten, and like, who you know, who are you rooting for, and all this? Do you want the kid to get back home? What's he going home to? Do you want him to stay there at what cost? Because the crew member is gone. <laughs> you know, and like, yes. what? I don't remember. Again, it's been a long time, but I don't remember that question getting answered. His brother does show up. The missing guy's brother does show up, but I don't remember if they ever get the main guy back. Um, Or if he's just a casualty for this kid's adventure. Bruce is gone. Bruce, the Beetlejuicean berserker baboon, is gone. But Bruiser shows up to take his spot. So his brother's gone. Yeah, gone. Gone. He vanished into another dimension. Absolutely gone. Yeah, they say Bruce is transported into another dimension in the comic book instead of being killed. But, which I think is interesting because then, like, again, saying that this show got cut off too soon, like, what a storyline. Like, that's sort of like, sure. you can yeah. literally do two seasons fighting the Toad Wars thinking this guy's gone, and then you could just, like, have, oh, we're going to another universe to, like, save Bruce, and, like, you have a whole new enemy or whatever. Like, I, I just limitless. Where they, where they didn't win the fight against the Toads? Yeah, you know, this yeah. guy's been trying to surviving alone. The Ooh. Beetlejuice and Bruiser have been try- surviving alone in a desolated world that's all toads. Yeah. Yeah, and I- he's been like leading a pack of scavengers, like three or four of them. 
to try to decimate the toads and overtake them. Yeah, wow. just guerrilla warfare. Baboonian warfare. Baboonian. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, a lot of... Like, they, so I could do, like, a live action. I could also see this being, like, a sick freaking anime. Oh, like yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, just so, like, get some crazy powers and, like, charging up and energy blasts and get fucking... Could be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just have been watching so much Dragon Ball Z lately, so... Uh, yes, uh, just yeah, as an it's okay. aside. We don't need to talk about it for the seventh episode in a row. If anyone wants to come on and do a, like a family feud, um, let's do like what the best Dragon Ball Z fights are. I would love to get in on that. Just mini-sode thoughts. Justin, anyone you co-host the show. Just make it happen. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking for somebody who like, wants to play the Dragon Ball Z game. So, for the mini-sodes. It's All out right. there. All right, I guess you're throwing it out into the ether. Um, That's right. That's so funny. I can't wait. I I really hope that comes to fruition. Um, uh, Mike, did I? You know, I you you said that you like would love to see a reboot or like a rehashing of this somehow. But did you necessarily say whether or not you thought upon this reviewing whether or not Bucky O'Hare held up? Uh, you know, I don't I don't mean to put you in too much of a corner. Yeah, but no, you are a, you are I, backed I, into a bit of like a mossy uh, corner right now. Uh, so. yeah. Um, that's my mating call. Uh, uh, you got me. I up. don't know. Um, I didn't like it with today's eyes. Yeah, I thought the storyline and stuff was interesting, but like Justin said, the animation is a little slow. You know, when they try to save money and have yeah. the lips move, um, so it's kind of like nothing. You know, I can wa- go back and watch shows that are older than that that I think have a little bit more action to them. Um, that I've enjoyed more than this. Um, I yep. think it has untapped potential, but I don't know if it holds up. Especially not too as pumped as I used to get watching. Yeah, I, I think thought I'm that a couple theme times song got I... me very pumped. Great theme, theme song. Theme song was cool. Yeah, theme song was cool. Just riffing yeah. guitars, you know, like I loved it. I think that was oh, wow. probably like, you know, one of the notes. You say hey, we got to get excited. This show's too slow. Yes. We need a theme song to get you all fired up. And I immediately think of like the Ninja Turtles theme song. This all harkens back to Ninja Turtles. And it really, I don't think it could compare to it fairly at all. And I think of that theme song, and which is like another rip roaring ride, and it's amazing yeah. from the beginning. Well, that was the like, bar, right? What? That was the bar, and everybody yeah, hell yeah. Liked that the was the bar. Unprecedented yeah. success, Absolutely. and everyone was trying to remake that recipe. Yep. Justin, what did you think? I'm in the exact same camp as Mike. I, I thought. There's a lot of opportunity in the show. Um, I think as a kid, I would have liked it, would have loved it. Um, not sure that it exactly holds up, but it also, like, uh, you know, just killing characters. They're using the word, like, slave ships, like, which yeah. is like, you know, like, we have to stop them. They're, like, being, like, they're colonizing. Yeah. Like, I thought that was, like, like, not it's cool that they have slaves but like it's like it, it, that it wasn't afraid to veer from that i thought was interesting i agree yeah um not probably because they just didn't know better i don't know it's not like they made a political choice probably just like i don't know no i think well, it's a political the, choice they had yeah. the parents so, protest, anyway, i thought all that was good right. yeah that's I think true a, yeah i think yeah. it's a legitimately political choice that like that's a yeah you're, you're in, right in a, yeah in a time that like i mean right now we're living amongst times where there are more protests or, or rallies than there have been, like, since the 60s, you know? Um, so, like, 92, not that there weren't um, 
people that be that were being oppressed or like deserve to be like having save rallies the whales for yes yeah, so, sure save the whales say or you know save the bay we're talking you know if we want to get yeah. granular again um but yeah you know what i mean like it's an interesting t- uh sort of it could have just be been so in, in easy to be like cartoon yeah you know the prisoners we took prisoners or something sure you know what i mean exactly but yeah. they they chose to throw the word slave ships out there and i was like wow right I immediately caught my attention. So anyway, but still, I think like I think it'd be hard to like I, as much as I was really intrigued by the storyline. I don't want to finish all thirteen episodes. So oh yeah, I think that kind of says that like I was into it, sure. but like give me a new version and I'll be like a hundred percent on board. But I don't want to keep going. I'm with you. Cool. Well, first segment. Um, does anyone? Um, you know what? Let's take a little break. John, we eat a lot of junk food here on the show. Justin, you've told me before. You said it in an ad. Well, I'm you saying it in this ad. You might have thought it was the old ad. Nope, it's a new one, and we're saying the same stuff pretty much. But, hey, it's fresh. That's right. Be sure to check out our sponsors, ButcherBox.com, SmoothieBox.com. That's right. We have a code. If you go to the, either of those websites and you put in the code HOLDUP, H-O-L-D-U-P, nice uh, you can get different types of deals based on what's available that month. Plus, uh, like, 20 or $30 off, right? depending on which one of those websites you go to. Right, so the deals are a little bit different on each, but you can get great deals on both websites, ButcherBox.com, SmoothieBox.com, organic, free-range, grass-fed beef, great sustainable sources all across the board. You can get a ton of information, more information on their website. Let me tell you, I am no expert. They are. They know what they're talking about. And Justin? And it's delicious. It's delicious. One more time, what's the code? Hold up. H-O-L-D-U-P. And we're back, and it's time for the ASMR in action. God, that was awful. That was legitimately one of the worst things I've heard all week. And thanks for joining the hold up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining the hold up. If you happen right to start, if you happen to start about forty-five minutes into the episode or so, of the hundred fiftieth episode or whatever we're at. Yeah, 120s. Don't, don't toot your horn too much. Um, we are back. It is the second segment. Mike Holmes is with us still. I didn't mean to say still like that. I'm sorry if that sounded <laughs> bad. I'm Mike. I love you. I'm sorry. Um, wow. You, Justin's already... Okay, so he immediately starts the second, second segment opening the bag, and now he's eating. He knows that it bothers me that he... That he but now he... You're like a troll. You're like a fucking troll, Justin. You're trolling me right now. Listen, I've been very bullshit. good about not eating beforehand, but I, I'm very hungry, and... Okay. Mike, the power talk, of my choice. Justin, shut the hell up. Mike, you talked about them earlier. Yeah. We're, we're talking I think Doritos. fucking the proof is in the pudding. You can see, Justin, he can't even keep himself from having it. This is the power of the choice. Now, I I had trouble because I was looking for something that maybe didn't exist anymore or that I haven't had in a long time. And I was like, oh, it seems foolish to see if something holds up that has never let me down. And well, so that's the is. thing is I like certain, you, you know, you have we have a lot of we've had a lot of different guests on the show. Right. And people sort of take our the premise of the show a little bit differently. Um, you know, having done two episodes with you now, you picked Mighty Max. Then you picked. Um, uh, oh, my God. Bucky. Fifth O'Hare. Avenue. Fifth, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. And Fifth Avenue. But in terms of the uh, the media picks. Right. They're sort of they're not mainstream by any means. Right. Um, if you watch them, you might have a good fondness for them, but they aren't anything that's like necessarily in the zeitgeist now. And some people approach the show that way. Some people approach the show by just wanting to talk about classic things that they know might hold up, or you know what I mean. 
And so I feel like you were at sort of a, you were at a crossroads, right? Because you were looking for something that might have been a little bit more niche or a little bit more. Um, yeah, because I figured you'd done a hundred twenty something episode. You just said yeah. like those are a hundred and twenty something choices that have already been made. So yeah, how so we then have do done. I have a, to go. Yeah, well, we haven't done Doritos, and let me tell you, I'm excited that we have that we that we get to like share this opportunity together because. I love me some Doritos. Now, first off, let me say we're having standard nacho cheese Doritos. When I asked Mike, he had an aversion to Cool Ranch Doritos. Mike, why is that? Yeah, fuck ranch. Fuck wow. ranch all day long. I never understood it, and I never will. Okay. And I've I'd, tried. I'd like to clarify, when you're saying fuck ranch, you mean as like a dipping sauce or yes. like a dr- salad dressing? Yes. Not, yeah. I, w- I will go help you move your cattle if you need to with a smile. But as far as con- <laughs> as far as condiments go, fuck ranch. So I, you don't even like the, the flavor of Doritos? I have a personal issue with mayonnaise and everything that has a consistency of mayonnaise. I just won't stand wow. for it. That's my line in the sand. That's a hill that I will die on. I just wow, don't, I didn't I don't like mayonnaise. You. I don't like mayonnaise. I used to um, be like that until like five years ago. <laughs> I love mayo. Yeah, now I, I love mayo. I still, I'm with you though. I actually, I don't like blue cheese and I don't like ranch. I have no interest for those as being toppings. I would so yeah. much rather choose anything else. Um, and I get that it's popular, but it's like I won't. I show no quarter. No, yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not putting that stuff on my salads, but I'm definitely having it with wings. You know, I'm not putting ranch or blue cheese on my salad ever. I'm more of like a balsamic vinaigrette type of guy a uh, little bit more of a runny dressing yeah but um but okay i do like cool that. ranch i like cool ranch doritos and that's what i was gonna say is like growing up uh i remember i do not remember first having doritos i i has to be summer camp it has to be i can't come up with a time where like because i don't think my parents had them in the house until we asked for them but i don't i really don't remember the first time but then I remember finding out they made Cool Ranch, and I never, yeah. I never like associated the phrase Cool Ranch with like ranch dressing. Like that never, it just didn't click for me as like a six year old. It just like was a flavor. Yeah. I, it, it was the blue sure. bag, so I wanted the blue bag. Um, right. And to this day, like I, I'm not, it's not my first choice to get Cool Ranch because I just I'd rather have like spicy. But um. Yep. I'm also, uh, like, if that's what people have, I'm going to eat the Cool Ranch. It, like, doesn't bother me that way. But, like, yeah, anyway, that's my. Yeah, I don't know if I have uh, these opinions haven't been thought about that much. So I don't know that there was a particular time or, like, an event where I was just like, no, to rant. But I dislike the dressing so much that the thought of the flavor of Doritos is like, no. Why yeah. would you when you have the other choice? I think my mom, when she was breastfeeding, she would like dip a titty in the in the powder. <laughs> so like, wow! Right in this neighborhood that I'm living in right now, can you believe? Yeah, that? I was just up no, the street. Basically up the street. The, yeah, right up the, up the street. Not too far. Yeah. Um. Um. Absolutely amazing, Mike. I'm. I did. I'm glad that you get to share that moment with us and our listeners. I yeah. You being vulnerable um, um but i just love the regular doritos yeah so, so let's dig in you want to you have you have you had any yet i'm, I'm opening mine so you go first i didn't i don't like the asmr stuff you can do what you want though justin loves it i've never Some done people it, so love I it. Do it no go ahead go for it 
I mean, you're kind of ruining it by talking over it. Oh, sorry. Some people are into that too, though, right? <laughs> I think so. Um, Some people are. These these are like so much better. I don't. I I also probably couldn't tell you the last time I had Doritos was. Uh, it has to be at least a year, if not longer. I eat Doritos uh, like once or twice a month. Wow. I mean, these taste incredible. I, I like. I've never and like I feel like if I've had them, they they've been with like a plate full of other bullshit that I'm sure. like at a barbecue or so it's like I'm just eating, I'm drunk, like I have no idea what I'm eating. Um to just have a Dorito, it's so good. I can't believe how good it is. Yeah. is so I did some research. Life? I don't know, fucking three hours ago. <laughs> oh, all right. So these are always in the house. Uh no, not always, but it's 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 been too much. I can say with safe confidence. That I've had too many Doritos in my life. <laughs> uh, what do you remember? What you were just going to say? I was doing some research. Um, yeah, because I remember that reading that Doritos have been created in Disneyland. Yes, I w- I'm glad you brought this up. Always love. Always. Yes, love. the concept for the Doritos thing. in Disneyland. The first flavor was toasted corn. They were originally in 1964. Then there was taco flavor in 1967, and then nacho cheese in 1972. So. Nacho cheese like is the is the number one now, but yeah, um, originally originated in a restaurant in Disneyland, which I think is very interesting. And I love Disneyland, and hopefully the world will return. Uh, I was at Casa de Fritos, now Rancho del Zocalo. Which, so that's uh, yeah, Disneyland is the one. That's Frito Lay, right? Which is the company that correct. Makes, and the story I read was one of the reps. Um, showed up to the Casa del Frito and Disneyland property and saw that they were throwing out a bunch of day-old tortilla. Yeah. And the guy was like, what are you doing? You can't waste those. And he um, convinced the guys to cut them up. Again, this is the story that's right, because I've also heard a story that it was somebody working there that came up with this. Yeah, see, the one that I'm reading is there was a story that was working there, and then the executive came in and was like, make this big, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Wikipedia, they they were they did have this like, what are we going to do with all these extra tortillas? So they turned them like the Disney restaurant turned them into a seasoned chip, which and is then, genius. Yeah, and then the executive from Frito Lay saw how popular people were going nuts over it, and it's like, oh, we gotta like, we gotta do something about this. Gotta capitalize. Yeah, we gotta make money off your invention. Yeah. Uh, and they did. It was brilliant. And yeah. like you get in trouble for doing that today. If you worked in a restaurant, oh yeah. Unless you were like chef or in you know have that kind of power. If you were just some guy being like, you know, it would be great instead of throwing these loaves of bread out. If we could throw some garlic and some heat on it, and we could sell it as garlic bread. But now you'd be like, uh, you were you're supposed to throw those out. Any food that's not eaten by five thirty p.m. goes to the dump. I so just the, the fact that we have Doritos. Amazing. I worked at the Dunkin' Donuts in a in a stop and shop. I worked at Stop and Shop for like seven or eight years. People might not know that. I guess whatever. Who cares about me? Um, I was working in the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Mike, I was working in the Dunkin' Donuts inside uh, for a few months, and I would take home the extra donuts like all the time. I would take them to like my friends. So I would leave, and we would hang out, and I would bring them like, you know, I would. Because the I you were supposed to count them and then throw them away and see what you had for overstock or whatever, and it was going to you know be based on what to order the sort of next day, next week, what have you. And 
I was saying that I was throwing them out, but I was taking like a dozen or a half a dozen or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, depending Good for on you. how many people were around. And um, It's the right thing to do. Man, I love doing that. You know, a little bit stale maybe, but shoo, I didn't care. I was like 18. It was going to the shit. trash, and you're using yeah, it. It's the your ultimate re- recycling. It's, it's, it's such toad bullshit behavior yes. for people you to take Stop that extra shop. stuff, yeah. throw it out when there's people starving, you know, burying potatoes in holes and shit. I, I, I ain't happy. So good for you for taking a stand. When I was oh, in so uh, college, I had a buddy, Lucas Wink. Um, I tried to make friends with him on Facebook for 10 years. He still ignored me. Uh, but he was the best. <laughs> he was the best. And he worked at um, Einstein Bagels. And then he would come in the night class. And then I was working in the morning on campus. Um, and then I would take night classes. So I was doing 16 hours a day, like five days a week at school. So I didn't get to go out much to do anything. But he would work at Einstein Bagels. And then for night class, he would come in with this giant bag of all the crap they were going to throw out. So and he'd, go, like, he'd hook me up with bagels and cookies. And like sometimes that's all I got to eat for that day. And it was like the greatest, like, oh, holy gift. Um, it and gift. it was otherwise just going to be in the trash. The, yeah. Yeah. It is insane what goes to the trash. Some toad shit. Um, oh, yeah. My brother, because I just want to also tell a story of this but um my brother did the same thing when he worked at the burrito shop and uh he was oh, like oh you know, take home burritos or what like meat like oh, yeah. prepared meat and and rice he, and stuff like that he would just roll he kind of knew what the family liked so he'd like roll up how like you know four or five burritos and like you know after Damn. a few days oh, yeah. and he'd keep them in the fridge so after like a couple days like that's not like the best burrito but it's a free burrito fuck yeah 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 i like that yeah, I'm glad you Reduce, shared reuse, recycle. Yep. Yeah, hell yeah. Mike, do you like any other flavor of Doritos right now? You know, the in the No, the world spicy of one's nice. Like, yep, I like the spicy ones. Yep. You and I you and I fuck with very hot stuff on it. Justin, do you do hot sauce? Uh I do like hot sauce. Not I don't like actively um seek out new ones, but like I they have a couple like extra spicy Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um I try to avoid Doritos in general. Cause, yeah. yeah, they're terrible for you. Right. But I, if I'm going to get Scientifically one, Scientifically like, engineered. I would yeah, like to, to get the spiciest one possible. My issue with those are, though, and a lot of the other flavors that I've tried, is that maybe I'm not as sensitive to the hyper-chemicalization of the normal, quote-unquote, nacho cheese Doritos, but all the other flavors taste more chemically to me. Okay. So everything I've tried, I have it's tasted yep. more like flavoring than it has like chip, and I I could just be biased on account of how many of these sure. I've consumed where I don't notice. Your palate has formed to, to that taste. Yeah, yeah, just dull. Just been those receptive just been. I'll tell you, browned out. Um, the one that I do love, and I'll buy it every time I see it. Uh, Taco Bell started making their own, yeah. more or less Doritos, but they're not yep. Doritos. They're like Taco Bell chips. Okay, they're all so freaking good. The cheese one is good, or oh, and then the like the like super hot like they're they're named after the hot sauce packet. So okay, mild, yeah. hot, and extra Medium hot or whatever. Fiery. Yeah, and it's just a Taco Bell branded potato chip. Correct. Tortilla chip. Tortilla just like chip. These. Yeah. Because they did have Dorit like Doritos Locos Tacos or whatever. Yes, so, they did. As a kid, I remember going to Boy Scout camp. They still do. And they made. Like, at the time, it was, like, Cool Ranch and regular. That was it. And then I think maybe there was, like, the 3D puffed ones. 
And then yeah, love those. And then they had Taco Bell and Pizza Hut um, Doritos. And I remember, like, I could only get those, like, at Boy Scout camp, and that's where I put all the money every day, and, like, that's all I wanted. And then there was, like, so that's however long ago, over 25 years ago. And then now Taco Bell sells the Dorito Locos Taco, which is, like, a taco shell made out of Dorito, which is, like, I guess that's probably the last time I had a true nacho cheese Dorito. Um, Although you lose the flavor pretty hard, pretty quick on that. Cause like, it just, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's always what I'm going to get, but it, it, you lose the flavor really quick. It's not, it's got so much other going on. Um, supposedly that saved Taco Bell. Supposedly Taco Bell was not doing very well, but that cross branding put them back in the black. Supposedly. And very interesting that they'd be like, Hey, thanks for the save. Now, fuck you. We're doing our, now own. We're doing our own chips. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Doritos is a Frito-Lay brand, which is Pepsi, which is owned by PepsiCo and Yum Brands, which is okay. Taco Bell, okay. KFC. Yeah. And uh, like Long John Silver's and one more that I can't think of off the Pizza top of my head. Um, Pizza Hut, thank you. Those are all owned by PepsiCo as well. Okay. So it is all vertical. So this is all, it's, all, it's all above board behind closed doors. Yeah. But I agree, Justin. I have also heard that Doritos Locos Taco helped save sort of their brand. And it made them. And they, they are also so good at taking risks. And I mean, say what you will about fat. I mean, it's, 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 it's fucking fast food, right? Mm-hmm. But Taco Bell, more than any other fast food restaurant, does it the best in terms of like innovation, especially sure. in, when it, in terms of like Mexican food, right? Which um, it is, of course, an American bastardization of Mexican food, and it is its own thing. And but the way the sort of that food works is it's a lot of the same ingredients being like appropriated different ways, right? You're frying things, you're refrying things, or you're presenting them fresh, or you're cooking them, or what have you, right? Taco Bell does that like. They just did the grilled cheese burrito that they have right now. Get out of here. Grilled cheese burrito is available at Taco Bell right now. Taco Bell does not sponsor this, nor does Scrubs. But listen, our phone number is 401-236-5170. You can give us a call. We'd be happy to be sponsored by either of you. Um, yeah, I love that sort of shit. I love all the crazy flavors of Doritos and all that. I'm all for it. Yeah. I wanted to try, but I don't even know if it came to this country, the Mountain Dew burrito. I haven't seen that. That sounds wild. Yeah, I think it might have just been Australia. It was like a promo thing, but they had Mountain Dew flavored Doritos. Incredible. And then, um, so I looked into it a bit more because I like to search the seed of my hate when I find it. Um, and I guess the dude who created like ranch as a flavoring, ranch is just buttermilk. Yeah. So it's like buttermilk. And mayonnaise, I think. Yep. And then they just had to, and the dudes, like a bunch of things changed hands, popularity grew, fell. But I guess there were like scientists at Clorox that ended up buying the food company that the ranch was um, owned by or made by that did a bunch of research to get that flavor and have it shelf stable. So to capture the buttermilk mayo flavor that the guy built, these Clorox, the bleach people scientists, oh my goodness. did a bunch of flavor developing to be able to get a shelf-stable version of that that you didn't have to keep refrigerated on account of the yep. buttermilk and the eggs. Yeah. yeah. And then, I guess, ranch is super American. Yes. Because I think it was the Netherlands. Yep. The Doritos, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos are called Cool American. 
Yeah. In every everywhere, everywhere except for America, they're yeah, called okay. Cool American. Yeah, which I think is so funny because yeah, I ranch bag, that the, today. the concept of ranch is not even a thing like uh like the ranches that we have here. So, right. Um, yeah, Mountain Dew Doritos apparently are a little citrus in flavor. They seem interesting. They're a relatively new release, and they might be released everywhere. But right now, they're only available outside of the United States, and like Mike said, specifically in Australia. So, um, probably Ooh, not Japan good. Had but a clam chowder Doritos. That's right up there with the ranch for me, guys. I would try that. Uh, Mike, not really a secret, but do you think Doritos holds up? Yes. Doritos hold up. They've yeah. never let me down. They're so good. They're so friggin' good. Yeah. Scientifically engineered, so you have to keep eating them. Yeah, it's killing. I don't want to keep eating them, and I just can't keep my hell. hand out of the bag. Hell, man. Um, yep. Definitely delicious. Yeah, but so I found good. out I uh, so, so I guess the first official flavor that they had was taco. I don't think I've ever had them, so I'm gonna try and procure a bag because I guess they resurfaced recently. They did resurface recently, yes. Um, in like a retro bag, which you know I love that. Um, Absolutely, I'll eat that too. shit up. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta look up one of those sent to the uh, to the uh, bungalow over here, the Bigfoot bungalow. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that just about does it. What do you think, Justin? How do you feel? I feel great. You want to tell everyone I mean, to uh, feel it for now, right? Until you eat some more Doritos. Yeah. Uh, we'll let everyone know to leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. You can leave us a voicemail at that phone number I mentioned earlier, 401-236-5170. Justin, what else? Follow us on social media, right? Yep, at the Hold Up Podcast. Uh, everything except Twitter, which is at the Hold Up Cast. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to choke on Dorito dust. Um, make sure you check out our Patreon. we got a Patreon. You get yep. uh, access to videos of these things. So That's you can right. see. I think I I think I think share. Oh, no, we talked about dark chocolate. Um, well, you can yeah. still see the shit that we're talking about and um, right. our beautiful faces. So get on yeah. it. Mike Holmes, thank you so much for joining us. Um, that was our. Those were our plugs. Do you have anything that you would like to plug or let the world know about before we get out of here? No, just love yourself and love each other. Hell yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for coming, buddy. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Okay. Go eat bye. me some Doritos. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. Very challenging work. 